0: Welcome to Behind the Mirror, a special series focusing on the latest season of Black Mirror, where we review episode by episode.
1: I'm Niana. And I'm Josh. And today we are wrapping up this mini series uh, and this new series of Black Mirror by covering episodes four and five uh, of the latest season and having a bit of a chat about what we think of the season overall and maybe even the prospects for the show going forward. So no, no, I guess we should take these in turn. I watched them both today, so I'm um, pretty kind of clued in and slightly yeah. freaked out. Um, but I think maybe if we just touch on each one in, in turn, then we can maybe talk about the season as a whole. So episode four is the shorter, shortest one of the season, uh, where we follow mm-hmm. uh, sort of paparazzi, essentially, um, tracking down the location and the well-being, I suppose, of a famous Starlet. Um so you mm-hmm. you saw this um a bit further ago than me. It has a dramatic turn in it, um which is why I'm still a bit <laughs> sort of feeling a bit odd about it. But um but what did you make of this fourth episode?
0: Wow, I I think I can say that I really did not like this episode. Yeah. Um I think I yeah, this episode is Maisie Day, which as Josh says is the shortest episode and um I'm happy to share the twist as well, which is that Essentially, um, in taking photos of this uh, star whose name is Maisie Day, who's not been seen for two weeks, the, the paparazzi following her realised that she's a werewolf and she's turning into a werewolf and she's been bitten by a werewolf.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that is the big twist of the story. And um, it's very short as an episode, but I'm glad it wasn't longer because yeah. as a twist, it feels really, really weak um we don't feel invested in any of the characters i don't think Mm -hmm. um i think you know the the show or the the episode is kind of making this commentary on big paparazzi platforms and there is something a little different now because now with social media actors and celebrities have the ability to kind of respond back to paparazzi photos in a way that wasn't possible in the 2000s
1: yes obviously that was set this, this episode was set in sort of early 2000s time where we don't have all the um, trinkets of the internet today. So, for example, you have to pay for delivery food when it arrives at your Hollywood mansion. <laughs> you haven't ordered it on delivery or whatever. Um, and it has some uh, effects on the plot point as well. But how did you think that sort of shaped the episode?
0: Well, it was surprising to me because we've talked a little bit about how this season seems really focused on audiences and what people are willing to watch. Yeah. And there's this kind of element throughout this episode of... Well, people are willing to pay. So the 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 um the photographer who goes to find Maisie Day, is, he learns there's a a thirty thousand a thirty thousand dollar reward for photos. So there's this kind of judgment of people are willing to look at photos of celebrities at their worst. People are willing to consume these these kind of paparazzi images, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very similar thread that we've seen in at least the first two episodes of this season which is about well people watch this stuff and isn't that yeah. so terrible and isn't that so bad yeah. um i i don't understand how the werewolf idea took hold and then was allowed to <laughs> continue in the writers room of black mirror to be perfectly honest it also was this is a bit of a of a niche one but the song that plays quite a lot through this episode is supermassive black hole by Muse, yeah. which is as fans will know very heavily used in the twi- the, the original twilight film ah, okay. <laughs> um which also has a wolf has a big werewolf kind of plot line um and i just felt like the werewolf thing felt like it wasn't even this i didn't even feel like the cgi was very good yeah you know? i i didn't even feel like it was a case where we can do this quite cool thing with the technology we have to make it look quite scary. It it didn't feel scary, and it didn't feel very interesting either.
1: I also thought it was a bit lazy that it seems like she got... I mean, we don't see her get bitten, I don't think, but whatever happened happened in the Czech Republic, which is a bit of a lazy sort of Transylvanian-adjacent stereotype, you know, it reminds me of sort of early, again, early noughties horror films where college students in the US would travel to murky parts of Eastern Europe and, you know... Bad things would happen, so I thought that was a bit of a needless kind of othering of Eastern Europe. If that's where the the supposed werewolf biting happened, I don't know. That just sort of was uh, a bit yeah a bit odd as well. Um, did do we know what the sort of backstory in the episode is as to? I didn't. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but did do we see her get bitten, or does she just do a hit and run and then?
0: I think she sort of seemingly um you know hit and run like a werewolf and you're meant to think that she the person you know she's hitting a person but she actually seems to hit like a, a werewolf and then the wolf bites her and then she turns into I mean I don't know it's very really yeah. unclear I um I actually so I listened to Charlie Brooker on The Watch podcast, which is right. a podcast hosted by Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald and they interviewed Charlie Brooker on the season of Black Mirror. He's very enthusiastic about the season, actually, which was, well, I guess he has to be, be but it's, yeah. you don't often see, but you don't often hear him being enthusiastic. Well, true. Um, but he talked about how the episode, this episode, he thought he really wanted for a long time to have it under the Red Mirror label, which is featured in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right up until the show went into, went onto Netflix. And actually he says, even now he might change it in the future to being a Red Mirror so what's episode. The,
1: give us a bit of a backstory to the Red Mirror thing. So Red Mirror,
0: uh, well, this leads us, like, I ni- guess, nicely to the next episode, yeah. which is Red Mirror is this sort of label that, you know, uh, notes that the episode is more about supernatural, basically the mm-hmm. supernatural than it is about technology um it this you know the final episode of this season, which is demon seventy nine is the first episode that 's ever used this um kind of concept, yeah. and he conceived of it as a a retro themed horror anthology series, which is almost like a sister series to black mirror right. um and the first inkling we have of that, I guess, is actually this episode, but he said that he decided not to on the basis that it might be too much of a spoiler. Um, Hmm. but I think that, um, well, I mean, I really struggle to think of things to say about this episode. Other than that, to me, it's the clearest indication that Black Mirror might be just running out of ideas. And I think it's time for the show to close in its current iteration and think for a long time about where it's going. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let's, um, let's park that thought briefly just until we've, yeah, maybe wrapped up the the final episode, which, you know, I think poses more what it, well, is certainly the least technology-related episode of this season? I think the yeah. of the whole show, uh, as you say, has this kind of red mirror branding, which I guess gives it a bit mm-hmm. of a bit more space in that in that kind of horror genre. Um, and mm-hmm. it features a it's set in 1979 in in Britain, um, and you know this is on the cusp of the Thatcher Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. Where anti immigrant sentiments are on the rise, and the National Front is making a bit of a play for votes in the UK at that time. And yep. uh, yeah, follows a relatively young girl with a South Asian background uh, who is in the UK, works at a department store, and um, is led astray essentially by a demon who arrives uh, in her sort of subconscious, I suppose and tells her that she needs to commit three blood sacrifices, otherwise the world will explode. I think it delivers on its premise a bit better than that description suggests and a bit better than the Werewolf episode, but what were your sort of overarching takeaways of of this one?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. I feel like I enjoyed the... um, I didn't, you know, think the story was that impressive, or as in, you know, I think the unfortunate thing about Black Mirror moving into the horror field is that Horror is something that's been done really well for a very long time. Mm. And in the last 10 years, prestige horror has become even better. So it's it's, it's unfortunate Black Mirror kind of moving away from its mm-hmm. target base um, towards the supernatural horror thing. But what it does do really well is constructs this image of 1979 in England. And it feels, um, you know, I, I think I said at the beginning of when we started... Sh- Um, recording the series that I really wanted them to do an episode set in the past and this is the episode set in the past and I'm really glad they've done that because um, I love the retro feel of it I love the kind of look back at like England Um, I love the sort of references that are both really knowing as in because of what we know now because we're in 2023 but also the fact that it does feel like a different time, and I think they do mm. that really effectively. I think the two leads um are incredible, um the demon, uh, yeah. and the, the main character herself, um and I think the feeling of like the conservative, conservatives kind of and the national front sort of closing in feel very well done.
1: Yeah, and also I think the the politics actually is, is fairly nuanced. You know, at the at the start, I kind mm. of noticed that you have the, the sort of conservative party represented the guy wearing a kind of blue rosette, um, but also the hints of the National Front. And they do actually resolve that quite neatly when um, the, the the politician shows rather than tells his um, support for, you know, massive restrictions on immigration, etc. Yeah. And I think that for me, the, the most impactful part of the episode is when the main character is shown the future of the politician. And we see that he becomes this kind of populist right figure, ends up in Downing Street um you know leads mm. the sort of national crusade against immigration and so on with hints of certain contemporary political figures to say the least um and i think for me like that that joining that that dot between 1979 and then the dot of today in 2023 and seeing how the kind of right population uh, and and immigration sentiment did emerge from that time was really effective mm-hmm. but yeah that's one of the things that stuck with me
0: did you enjoy the episode
1: I definitely preferred it to episode four. Um, it didn't, yep. weirdly, it didn't feel any, much longer than episode four, I think, because we talked about mm. the sort of different cadence and, and pace of it. I think the total lack of any kind of technology per se will never quite feel right to me, whether whether it's Black Mirror or Red Mirror or whatever, uh, I, it just doesn't. I, I, as you say, I think there's better exponents of the genre and maybe this is a first effort or a second effort, than fair enough. But I think I'm, I'm ready, if they do come back, ready to return to the sort of technology roots of, of Black Mirror potentially because
0: this yeah. is interesting.
1: It was kind of relatively well executed, well acted, as you say, um, but it mm-hmm. didn't have the kind of horror or kind of thriller moments that I would necessarily expect from like a 100-minute episode of, of TV that's explicitly a horror genre.
0: Yeah, they almost seem to be moving more into this idea of, like, despite what they say about it being a tech dystopia show or a horror show, it it does feel a bit like it's moving into comedy genre. I mean, there are really comedic moments in this episode. You could almost call it a bit of a black comedy, actually. Mm. Um, And I think that that's something that they seem more interested in. Um, But yeah, I, I definitely think that this episode, as much as I enjoyed it, I'm not saying I want you know, 10 more episodes like this. I'd like to see them explore the past. One thing I loved about this episode was that it's said in England. And I, I you know, I said this before, but I do think that Charlie Brooker is kind of at its best, is, is best and it's most masterful when he's talking, when he's writing about England mm-hmm. and, you know, capturing like sort of British foibles. Yeah. Um, and British kind of sensibilities mm-hmm. as opposed to when he's sort of making this mockery of Hollywood, which we, we we've seen effectively in other forms of, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think ch- I think the episodes of Black Mirror that I like best are often the ones that are set in the UK Yeah. Um, for that kind of claustrophobia they capture. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we've talked about the episodes and now the season. Um, you know, I can't help but notice that um, we haven't binged this in quite the same way as maybe we might have binged other seasons. And yeah. we have, as much as we've enjoyed some of the episodes. We've also had a lot of reservations as we've talked through these um, recordings. Yeah. So yeah, big, big takeaways and big thoughts from this season, Josh.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing I'd add is that I don't think that the series, the season has commanded quite so much kind of public discourse, if you like. Or no, uh, attention. I agree. It's been, uh yeah, a bit of a black hole, really, for the new season. Uh, I was very excited when it was announced, um, even, that, you know, yeah. even when uh, you fear that a show may be kind of running, running out of steam or running out of ideas, you still sort of hope that it's going to surprise you. Um And yeah, I wasn't mm. particularly blown away by, I don't think, any of the episodes. We slightly disagreed on the third episode, which I really didn't yeah. like particularly. Um I think probably the first one might be my favourite, and I think the first one is probably closest to the classic Black Mirror uh, formula. That's very we, funny. We did criticise it at the time as being a little too repetitive of similar Black Mirror tropes, which I yeah. suppose leads us to the same point, which is maybe that uh, a bit of a, a refresh might be needed.
0: Looking back, I didn't enjoy the first episode very much. I think the, my, my favourite episode might actually be this final one because as much mm. as I don't think the genre is one that they are necessarily wholly comfortable in, it's it was such an enjoyable ride. It's probably the only one I would re-watch. Um, I think it's just because I really enjoyed the performances. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the aesthetic. I think it benefits from the kind of bit of humor will also real world kind of impact but yes Mm. i don't think any of these episodes would feature in my top five of the whole show yeah um i don't think we have that kind of i don't think i have that kind of relationship with black mirror this season to even think about it in that way and maybe there's something to be said for what you're saying about people just aren't as interested maybe people just aren't as interested in black mirror anymore other shows have come and you know, four years is a long time to let lapse between seasons. And rather than drum up, you know, some kind of excitement for the show, people watching it as soon as it comes out, it seems to have made people find other things in the meantime.
1: Yeah, I think what is interesting about it is that it feels like the world of tech is moving faster than ever and things are changing faster than ever. Yes. Certainly that's the the feeling we get from covering all these issues on the main show. But <laughs> at the same time, I think parts of the... Um, sort of tech news agenda have become a bit more abstract, right? I mean, you know, obviously the the key example here is Chat GPT, which has, you know, changed a lot. Has got a lot of people talking about AI. Um, but I don't know how how possible it is to sort of document Chat GPT in sort of dramatic formats. I mean, admittedly, it came out way after the sort of post production of this season of of Black Mirror, I imagine. So it's not like they had time to necessarily incorporate it. Um, but I don't think this this current moment of AI that we're in, for example, is particularly mm. telegenic, if you like, for one of a better term. Whereas, you know, the the kinds of things that have been covered previously, certainly all the social media stuff that we talked about, but also kind of evidence of biotech and drone warfare and that kind of thing, yeah. that obviously lends itself to the screen uh, much more easily. So I would be curious to see what, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure if the team... Uh, in the writer's room put their heads together they could come up with a really good modern rendering of like sort of a chat GPT equivalent on on society. Mm. But so much of, of what we now kind of think about with tech, certainly on on the main show, is about the hidden uh layers of tech, yeah. you know, the labour behind it, the infrastructure behind it and things like that, which maybe aren't so cut out for yeah, for this kind of anthology series as as uh other issues that have been in the sort of near future for a long time. But that's just one one theory but what do you make of that
0: well I think it's a point that I wonder if people are getting a little bit just tired of thinking I mean since 2016 since since Cambridge Analytica people have even like people who don't do this all the time like we do have thought Mm. about the technology in a different way Mm. and I think you know there's been this slow move towards things that were sort of people didn't think about anymore. And now every time you kind of open the news or every time you go on Twitter, you're reading about ChatGPT or you're reading about AI or you're reading about these things. You're, you know, to the extent that I wonder if a TV show is able is able to keep up with the, the pace of people's thought on this. And I wonder, and I think part of that is, and I think part of that's what Charlie Brooker is trying to do in this, where he's trying to take it outside, you know, future thinking. And, you know, the, the, this season in particular has a real engagement with the past. I mean, there's one episode in 1969, one episode in 1979, um, an episode in 2006, an episode that focuses on, like, videotape footage that's Mm -hmm. from the 90s, I believe. Mm -hmm. 80s, yeah. And one episode that's kind of now, or just just beyond now, let's say. So actually, this season is not very futuristic at all. And I wonder if that's something to do with this... The past as being a more viable spot now for Black Mirror to consider its work. Um, and I think that that does impact the ability of the show because to to persevere. And I think, um, I'm not saying, oh, I definitely think Black Mirror should end now, but I definitely think that whatever has to happen next, I don't think going back to the roots is even necessarily a possibility because um, the show has actually been in flux and in change for quite some time. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of things have changed and like the fact that it's owned by Netflix is like a factor in this, but um, it might have to, I don't know. I I think it's got to rethink its form a little bit. But I would also be interested to see what Charlie Brooker could do with this topic of like tech dystopias or technology in a different format, even if it's not like he releases four episodes every four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, quite quite possibly. Uh, I know you mentioned potentially a film length in installments yeah. and other points as well I think that could be good because I think they have like certain really good ideas that are really well executed and when they do get it right it you almost want you do want to see more of it and you want to see more of that world being built but it must be to be fair it must be definitely pretty, pretty knackering to have to build a new world you know five or six times in every season yeah. and then sort of flesh out, yeah. out with all these little uh, details that make it feel real um and so I think yeah yeah, as you say, kind of streamlining it down to potentially to a film or like a sort of more connected series of episodes even, like a mini-series, I suppose. Mm,
0: that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, because then you get the consistency of the world, but then you can maybe play with that with different plots and characters within that.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I have said before, I think, on the show, but which I think would be a, maybe a good idea for um, a future episode or a future the future of this, is I think I'd like to see how this show kind of deals with more international kind of scenarios and international mm. settings yeah. um, and the cultures of technology beyond the West. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we do that so much on the show anyway. We obviously, mm. that's obviously something where we care about. But, you know, something like bringing in directors or writers who are from India or from China or from Japan or other countries that have really sure. interesting, you know, burgeoning tech scenes that are so different. Um, we kind of think about, I think that was specifically interesting with this season because... It reflects on this shared on this timeline of technology, but of course there isn't one single shared timeline of technology. It's yeah. it's different for for countries and people all over the world, mm. um, and some kind of reflection on that could be really interesting, I think, and could reflect, and could potentially be good for international audiences. Yeah. So that would be my pitch yeah, if I, I were um, working for Netflix.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perhaps definitely. I should write
0: to them. I don't know.
1: Definitely, uh, and of course, it's always possible that Charlie Brooker and. Annabelle could, Jones could take this concept, you know, elsewhere or bring it back to British yeah. TV or, or whatever it took. But I think if they were going to do something a bit more internationally focused, then having the Netflix budget and the Netflix reach behind them probably would be quite good. I mean, just, just to take one example that we often come back to, but like India, for example, <laughs> offers a wealth yeah. of potential stories and intersections between different sort of um, communities all involved in tech. I think one set in yeah. Nigeria could be really interesting as well um mm-hmm. so these are um yeah i mean we're not on <laughs> we're not pitching episodes directly but um i do think that would be a great sort of direction to, to take the show to keep it feeling quite live going forward i know i've thought
0: about this so much actually and i i've always thought about it would be so great to have an episode in japan but like mm. animated just mm. to draw on the kind of amazing like animation styles and in-house artists um would be so cool um, and yeah, there's
1: that show um is it- Love Death and Robots. I think it's Love Death and Robots, um, okay. which is a. Uh, I think they maybe did two seasons of it a few years ago on, on Netflix, but it's a very multi kind of dimensional show in the sense that every episode is it's an anthology as well. But every episode is kind uh-huh. of either animated or part animated or sometimes live action, and they really move between that uh, really successfully. So yeah, that shows a great model for kind of exploring themes to do with technology, but also kind of artistically experimenting with how you represent those those themes as well
0: yeah i i think you know they've all like this season at least indicates to us that they're willing to try different things and they're looking perhaps for different ideas and i think if you're gonna change the game a little bit why not go a little bit further and think Mm. okay we're gonna bring on new people onto this team we're gonna move the the storytelling from outside the us or the uk to other countries Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a completely foreign language episode i mean I think these are things that maybe weren't possible when Netflix, when Black Mirror first started, but now mm-hmm. part of the norm of watching, I think Netflix is that you consume a lot of content that's not in English, and that's yeah, yeah. that's become a lot more normalized. So yeah. those are some of the directions I'd like to see Black Mirror go into. And as you say, I'm not, um, I'm not saying I think Black Mirror should definitely end and this is it, but I really do think that um, they seem to have moved very far away from its from their roots. They don't seem to see. To be to want to go back to those roots and perhaps that is because they are running out of ideas, um, and I think there are ways to inspire and revitalise the show that don't involve ending it, yeah. but do involve a significant change.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, just because I think I think I um, I mean I don't know I might say this might mirror to change my mind at some point, but I think Maisie
1: Day is one of the worst episodes of Black
0: Mirror <laughs> that I have seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Not great, bit of a rushed job, I think, and uh, didn't really...
0: I know, it, it did feel like that. Yeah, yeah, it did feel rushed, which is mm. surprising for a show that has such big gaps between yeah. seasons I think. Yeah,
1: well, no, I think that's a pretty good um, wrap-up of the of the whole season. I think it's good that we <laughs> spend a bit of time in depth on the early episodes, but probably the last two... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think the last one did um, create some talking points for us as well. But, uh, yeah, I've been a bit surprised, as I say, by how relatively little attention that has been on on the show more broadly. I'm glad we covered it, but uh, I think if we were to cover the next season, we would probably want to check that it is actually still about tech <laughs> um, because it might be yeah, a little bit side, outside the remit of our show. But it was really good to to kind of watch these through and and think about how this really influential show is uh, is still covering the issues posed by tech.
0: Yeah, I mean, and hopefully, I mean, we'll go back to regularly schedule programming now Mm -hmm. um and i'm glad that that we've had quite a few kind of tv show moves but um as has been recently announced there's obviously a writer's strike going on and there is now also the sag strike going on as well so actors too Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) our ability to both watch and also thus review new tv shows is slightly limited but that's okay because there's plenty happening in the tech and research world as always
1: as always. And we are going to be back um, probably next week. And we're going to do something a bit different. I mean, we'll be back to our sort of main feed, if you'd like. Um, but we're going to talk a bit mm-hmm. about our own research, because we've both had a couple of recent know. milestones uh, on that front. So I'll be really looking forward to <laughs> yeah. very gently quizzing you on your research, Nina, and hope you can do the same as well. And I can quiz you too, because
0: yeah. I mean, we haven't actually mentioned it on the show that Josh has now done his PhD. We've mentioned yeah, it on social PhDM. media. But yeah, yeah. I mean, super exactly so we've somehow managed to get through this many years of the show without actually doing this like questioning each other on our research so now that we have a bit more of an idea of what we're doing um in terms of our research we hopefully (laughs) we will stand up to that scrutiny definitely (laughs) let's hope so but
1: yeah in the meantime good to talk have a good weekend Anna, and uh, we'll be back really soon
0: see you soon bye josh bye